and welcome to Kawush. I am Teresa. And I'm Marcus. Today we are talking about Season 5, Episode 15, Summit. And the description is as follows. A truce has been declared among the Guo so that the warlords can attend the summit on the future of universe domination. Since Jackson speaks fluent Gold, he is sent to the summit, summit disguised as an aide. But his real mission is to poison the delegates! Exclam- <gasps> exclamation point. Ooh! <laughs> they don't really say that they're, like, the summit is for universe domination. No. Also, I think the galaxy is big enough for them. Yeah, they're they're actually not moving out of the galaxy. No. I mean, that that first sentence: the warlords can attend the summit on the future of universe domination. <laughs> it sounds like some sort of convention where they're all like, like a dentist convention or something. <laughs> like, yeah, this is how you do it, and this is how you get your aide to do what you want him to, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Let's have a workshop, and here's a famous dominator, <laughs> dominatrix. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. This just took a different turn. Yeah. Uh, so a bit overly dramatic and stuff. And also it only, I mean, I know they, they have a very limited space here, but they don't mention anything about the Tok'ra. No. And like the half the episode is about the summit, and half the episode is what happens at the Tok'ra place. Yeah. So, five yeah, maybe. You should mention it somehow. Yeah. Maybe instead of the exclamation point. <laughs> they should write also Tokra. <laughs> yes! <laughs> With an exclamation point. Yes! <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. I just feel like they didn't need this since Jackson speaks fluent gold. I mean, that's well, not a detail that's important. Just mention that he's there to poison the delegates. Yeah, and, then... and you'll find out in the episode that that's why he's going. Yeah. So, but I can I can give it a five because no lies exactly, just omissions. Five out of ten for this summary of the episode. Stay tuned for next week. <laughs> no, we're not done yet. No, we're not. Does it start with Osiris visiting the dude with the mouth? Yes. Okay. Do we know the dude with the mouth's name? I'm calling him the dude with the mouth because he does something with his mouth and both me and Marcus are like, he's putting me off. I don't know what he's doing, but it's unpleasant. Yeah. There's something about like, he never closes his mouth completely and like half of his upper lip is like lifted. Like he's doing like a sneer the whole time. Yeah. But also, yeah, very strange and off-putting. Yeah. And his, his name is not mentioned at least... But he's not Anubis, right? He's not, no. No. He's just some Anubis servant. Yeah. So he isn't a sexist asshole. Yeah. So we established that right away. Because Osiris is in a female body now and therefore is not worthy of respect at all. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, why does sexism in that sense exist among the gold? I don't know. They don't have genders. No. I mean, the genders they have, they have uh, queen mothers. Yeah. And they respect their queens uh-huh. because the queens are the ones that bear more symbiotes. And there are many, many theories of why sexism has come to be. Mm-hmm. And most of them are because women are weaker. Yeah, like... I'm using quotation marks. Funny you can't here. see them, but they're quotation marks. Yes. And like men can always impose their will because they're stronger and can beat the woman up if she protests. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 
And that's not the case among the gold. No. They are all super strong and they use their slaves to do things anyway, so their physical strength is unimportant. Uh Uh-huh. And there should be no difference between male and female. Nope. I mean, maybe they just adopted, like, human sexism. But then they shouldn't all have it because, like, different cultures have had different sorts of sexism. Yeah. So they shouldn't all be, like, American version sexism. (laughs) No. In space. (laughs) No. Like, the whole line of, like, she was my queen, she served me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Fun times. Exactly. So that's great. Uh Uh-huh. That was a good start to this episode. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they have, like, a meeting with the Tok'ra person, right? Yeah. And I established right away that I find it really hard to listen to the Tok'ra slash gold voice for longer periods of time. Yeah. I just get really tired and don't really follow along to what they're saying. No. And now she had a British accent as well, so I was like, <laughs> wait, what? What? Yeah. Yeah, I found I, I had to actually look at their mouths and read their lips at the same time as they were talking to really understand what they were saying. Yeah. Because we don't have subtitles on on our on this DVD. No, they could have switched to the human after a while. I feel. Yeah. To make it a little easier for the viewer. Yeah. I mean, they're still a team. They're still doing the same thing together. So. Yeah. Why couldn't the human talk? Exactly. It didn't make sense with her. It made sense with the the other one afterwards, the one that Sam was talking about uh, Lantesh with. Oh yeah, yeah. Because then the the human comes out and and like agrees to make a point yeah kind of yeah so there it made sense but with the first one who just did the briefing the human could have done that i also wonder why the golds choose to always speak in that way when they're like obviously gold because when they're like undercover gold they always sound like humans yeah uh and then when they're like oh i'm a system lord blah 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 they're all they're always talking like that yeah maybe it's just a natural voice and they feel more comfortable about it but Maybe, but no specific spoilers, but later we meet a Gould who, who who changes his voice and someone asks him, or someone is confused at least, and he's like, yeah, we don't have to talk like that. Who has the patience, <laughs> basically? I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not... I have a feeling that, I mean, this probably changed, but like the showrunners or the, the writers didn't think of it now yeah but later at least it's established that it doesn't take any extra effort to speak like a human yeah it might be that this is the first time that we've also seen like so many tokra and so many gold in one episode yeah all of them speaking in that voice yeah so it gets like super tiring yeah because when you just see them for a little while it's fine so maybe they were like, yeah, we have to have them talk in this voice because they're gold and Tokra. We... And then they were like, maybe we could change that. Yeah. Maybe they realized how tiring it was. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I found it weird that the uh, the Tokra came to the SGC and said that, yeah, we have this plan and we are going to... Yeah, they, they did say that they were going to kill them. And we need Daniel to be a slave. And uh, this is all the information you get now. When you decide that you want to do it, you can come and we can give you all the rest of the information. Yeah, because informed consent is not a thing. No. No. Yeah, that's... The Tokra is annoying. They are. And they're like... They're arrogant. Yeah. And I guess that's in their nature, because ghouls are too. But that doesn't make them any less annoying. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. 
frustrating. And I am slightly confused about why they needed another SG-1 team to come with them to the Tok'ra base. Yeah, I think they just wanted to use Lieutenant Elliot. Which is a valid yeah. reason. Yeah. I was happy to see him again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I first... I remember this episode mostly. I did not specifically remember that he was in it or why he was. Mm -hmm. So when I first saw him, I was like, ooh, we, we actually get to see a character that we met in a different episode yeah. who comes back. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And then I realized that, oh, there is a reason for that. They're not just going to have him in the background. He's going to have to become severely injured and implanted with a Tok'ra. But, you know. What kind of hug was that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, when Sam met her dad. Yeah. It was, it was such an awkward hug. Did you notice? <laughs> no, I didn't think of that. No. They, they like get to the planet and Jacob's there. I can't remember his Tokra's name. Selmak. Selmak, yeah. Selmak slash Jacob is there. And they go for a hug and he like kisses her cheek and she looks like she wants to hug him with both arms, but she only reaches with one arm and like her gun is in the way and he like pulls away before she can put her arm or <laughs> other arm around him. And it's a whole thing and I'm like Guys, um, I know that your relationship was very strained and maybe you didn't like hug a lot while Sam was growing up, but you need to like practice a bit. Yeah. Well, that's what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't go very well, but <laughs> with practice, it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about the Tok'ra and what they are doing and thinking and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them on. I am very confused as to how far underground their bases are. Yeah. Because for security reasons, especially since they don't need ventilation, yeah. they should be very far down. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, it makes no sense that it's, you know... Just below the surface. Yeah. No, yeah. And in the bombing, because when we saw the surface, I didn't see craters. Nope. And yet... The tunnels were destroyed, so that leads me to believe that, okay, that are the tunnels like one, two meters below the surface? It was also like they were saying um, when the tunnels are exposed, the Jaffa will go in and yeah. flood the tunnels. And I'm like, but how will the tunnels be exposed when all the energy weapons are doing is like setting the sand on fire? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also like, the I know that the Tok'ra, they don't have weapons like... They don't have military power. There are too few of them. And they, they say that in the, this episode too, that we are we use disguises and subterfuge um, as our weapons. And that's all well and good. But they have allies who have technology. Mm -hmm. And yes, not using those as weapons because you need to be able to pass as ghouls. But couldn't you have some shields? Yeah. To protect your base, because at the base you don't have to pretend to be ghouls. If the ghouls find your base and start attacking, they already know your Tok'ra, so using alien shields wouldn't make a difference, apart from maybe your poorly built tunnels wouldn't be destroyed. <laughs> uh -huh. Too far? No. I have a um, question about them as well. Yeah. Why are they all wearing the same clothes? Yeah, that was actually a question I had too. Is it a uniform? Probably. Or like 
they only know how to make one kind of clothes <laughs> and also in one color because they're still wearing their their desert clothes and they're hiding in a not desert environment. Uh-huh. They should be wearing camouflage. Maybe it's like with the gold because I pointed that out also later. Like gold fashion hasn't changed in 2000 years. No. Maybe the Tokra just like made a pair of clothes. They worked. They're just going to wear them forever. Yeah. I guess. Like the gold. <laughs> But it like it made so much sense in the desert. Like in the the first times you see them, they're hiding under the sand and you can't see them. Yeah. So is this the first time they're hiding on a non-desert in an in a non-desert environment? And <laughs> that seems unlikely. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it feels like this feels like a thing where the showrunners go like yeah, the audience wouldn't recognize them as Tokra if they were wearing something else, so they're just going to wear the same thing forever. Yeah. Or they didn't have the budget to make new clothes, and they already had a bunch of Tokra clothes, so... Yeah. They could have dyed them, at least. <laughs> they could. I thought you were going to say they could have died, at least. <laughs> they did. They did. They are very dead. Yes, they are. Most of the Tokra are dead. Yeah. It's basically just Selmak left, and uh, that other one that's in Elliot now. Lantash. Lantash, yeah. Maybe some other spies somewhere. Maybe. It's very confusing, because the Tok'ra, I, I don't know how many of them there are. No! They're sort of like Hogwarts students. Yeah. They're however many fits the plot. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like, we are so few, and then in that tunnel, the tunnels, it felt like there were so many of them. But also, I'm like, are they all in the same place? Yeah. Are they putting all their eggs in one basket? they might be that implies that they're not very many of them i seem to recall that we've gotten a number at some point and it was a few hundred but i i might be making that up because i i can't remember where we heard that it didn't feel like there were a few hundred in the in that base no but some of them might be out on mission though yeah and i mean they've already lost like a whole bunch of tokras since the show started true so, I mean, half of them might be dead. Yeah. They're dying like flies. Yes. Do you say that in English? I think so. There are some flugel. Yeah. Flies die, apparently. Yes, they do. Well, I've heard my mother's story from when she was a kid, and they would leave poison in the... Or, I don't know, light incense or something that would kill the flies in their in the kitchen uh -huh. on, the, on their countryside house. And... Go out for a few hours, and then when they ca came back, the entire kitchen would be black with flies. Yeah, um, when me and mom went to the summer house this yeah. Christmas, it was... Because, you know, it's in the countryside. There are a lot of flies. Yeah. Because of the cows. And, yeah. They were either sleeping or dead. The sleeping ones were almost the creepiest ones, because they move, like, super slowly. Mm -hmm. And there are, like, so many of them, and just, like... Oh, so, so that yes. was our aside about flies. Yes. Uh, the Tok'ra are like flies. Yes. <laughs> they move super slowly and are creepy. <laughs> and if you leave for a few hours, they die in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Selmak's fault? He left and then they all died? Yep, yep. Okay then. You should have known better, Selmak. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway. Yes. I just find it super funny, like in that same scene where Sam and Jacob are hu hugging awkwardly, mm. uh, in the background are two Tok'ra, 
were holding guns at each other. Like, it's so obvious that they don't know what they're doing. Like, they're just extras. <laughs> like, one of them is pointing the gun at the other extra. Like, like you're standing there casually pointing the gun to his left. And the other extra is, like, standing next to him to his left. I'm like, <laughs> guys, no. <laughs> that's, that's not how you guns. I thought that was funny. That's how you weed out which extras can come back or not. <laughs> Do they know where to aim the gun? <laughs> yep. And the Tokers are down for genocide times two. Yeah. The goal I can understand, sort of. The Jaffa? Not so much. No, but I mean, it's not a proper genocide of the ghoul unless you kill all the, the Jaffa too, because no. they need the, the symbiotes. So, I mean, and why bother trying to figure out how to keep the Jaffa alive? No, we don't need that. No. Tiny wrinkle. Why do the Tok'ra call symbiotes it? I don't know. I thought of that when Sam did it. And I was like, I don't know, since the symbiote doesn't have a gender, and since back when this was filmed, a gender-neutral pronoun didn't really... It wasn't really... I mean, you could just say they. Yeah, but that wasn't widely used back then. I used to say they way before then. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you. <laughs> I don't know, because, I mean, a lot of people are still confused when you say they as a, a neutral singular pronoun. Mm. And I guess people were even more confused then because it was it was well established at that point that there was male and female and nothing else. Mm. It's not until in later years that we realize that maybe that's not actually the case. Mm. Or that we maybe need a pronoun to use when we don't know the gender. Yeah, like with a symbiote. They need to get on those pronouns now. It's 2001 or something. Get with the program. Exactly. They gave away all the poison. Yes. The poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. <laughs> <laughs> the poison for the, the system lords. Yes. Well, no, they're not system lords. They're the system lord usurpers. Yes. Well, some of them were system lords. Mm. I mean, you was a system, lo system lord. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's a weird thing that often happens in fiction, where we have this awesome thing. We're only going to make one of it. And also, like, I feel like they could have saved some of the liquid, and it's it sounded like it was going to fill the whole base and kill everyone there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe they just, they just wanted to be super sure, but I'm like, they're all going to be in the same room, so I feel like they didn't need to use that much. No. Overkill. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's the same as, as using so much sedative that it would put down a small elephant. That kind of overkill. That maybe you don't need to do. Maybe you shouldn't do in the case of the sedative. <laughs> yeah. I'm also wondering now if this, like, that little liquid mm. would create that much gas mm -hmm. and Daniel would be there but he's safe because he doesn't have a symbiote mm -hmm. was there like a quarantine procedure before he met Jacob again yeah that's a good question because I mean yes it's gas but that's still like he's gonna transport aboard the ship with rings yeah and rings probably bring air as well yeah and then Jacob dies and then there are no more Tokra Good plan. Yes. 
whoever came up with that plan was actually like, I'm just so sick of the Tok'ra, I'm gonna kill us all. I mean, there's obviously a spy, because that mouth dude knows things about, like, the poison and stuff. Yeah. And also, the Tok'ra base was given away. Yeah. So. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I know you know things. Yeah. I don't remember the things. <laughs> Sorry. And all the other Tok'ra just went with it. Because... They were like, yeah, this sounds like a good plan. Yeah. yeah. Finally, someone has a plan. You want to, like, proofread the actual plan? Read the terms and conditions? No. Who needs that? Click accept and everything will be fine. That's the lesson here. If you don't read the terms and conditions, you might have just agreed to kill your entire species. Yeah. Cool. Fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm scared. Uh-huh. I have never read the terms and conditions. Um, yeah, my next point on here is uh, fashion hasn't changed in 2,000 years. Yeah. I mean, it's it's annoying in that they're like, yeah, they're wearing the same clothes as they did 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. But it's also this, like, this thing where um, minority cultures don't get to evolve beyond the point where like white people were like, oh, you look like this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I wonder if the clothes they're wearing actually corresponds to the culture that you're supposed to be from. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Probably some Hollywood version of it. Yeah. Because I, I don't know, like, any of the, because there, there was, uh, I mean, you is obviously Chinese. Yeah. And... I don't know, his clothes look Chinese, but I couldn't tell, like, in detail. No. I... We need a costume uh, expert on yeah. this podcast now. And, like, I'm looking at the TV right now, and the it's the, the uh, what was his name? I don't know, they only said it once. He has, like, a spider web on his back. It said somewhere, I, I'm sure I read it somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> his, his, he's obviously supposed to be from some African culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't recognize that. I, I, I will not say that I have studied a lot of, of uh, African cultures and their, their clothes, but I have, I have read a little bit and looked at, at pictures. And I'm like, yes, I, I see that you're going for the aesthetic, but I'm not sure that is actually anything any African culture has ever worn. No. I don't have a lot of faith in the costume department doing that much research in 2001 no for a tv show no and it's a shame because i don't know if they're it seems like they're trying for you know representation but they're doing it half-assed yeah they are and a lot of like the egyptian gods are white yep not all of them no no apophis wasn't apophis wasn't they started out great and yep. then <laughs> couldn't find enough non-white actors? Uh-huh, sure. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But Ball. Ball was there. Yes. He got four exclamation points. He got a heart from me. Yay! <laughs> I mean, he doesn't do a lot in this episode. No. But knowing what's to come. Is he one of those characters like cast in Supernatural that was like so popular with fans that they kept him on or is it I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I feel like he he would be. Yeah. 
doesn't say in this little book I have, but he seems like the the he had some charm and fans liked him, and then the actor was available, so they brought him back. You know, a couple times. Just a few. Yeah. Spoilers. He doesn't really do much at all this episode. No. He like says a few words. No. I mean, he seems to be the the spokesperson. No, the. Yeah, I was also gonna say that. Yeah. No. Would vote on the. Yes. I don't know. The guy in charge of the meeting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have it on the tip of my tongue. No, no. You have a phone. You can Google it. Oh yeah. President. I thought there was a better word. Foreman, chairman, chairperson, moderator, acting chairman, president. Hmm. Yeah. English language, why do you not have a proper word for ordförande? Seriously. Possibly because they don't have fördelning in the same way as we do. Maybe. Yeah. Why don't they have that? I don't know. They're good. We like them. Yeah. Okay then. My next uh, note is, the token is so fragile. Yeah. The gold gives the impression of being like impervious to harm and they do have that shield thingy that they put up whenever someone tries to shoot them. Yeah. But like the Tokra die left and right in this episode. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, but guys, aren't you supposed to at least have a little better healing than humans? Mm-hmm. What is going on? Yeah, and I mean yes, a a, a few humans died in this one too, but it feels like it took exactly the same amount of crystals falling on the humans to die as it did for the Tok'ra to die. Yep. And the Tok'ra are, even without the sarcophagus, the Tok'ra are supposed to be able to heal their hosts. Mm-hmm. For, like, to to a fairly great extent. It feels somehow like they got sick of the Tok'ra and they were like, <laughs> now we're gonna get rid of all of them. Yeah. And then I laughed a bit at Sam, like, pilfering the dead Tok'ra. Yep. She's like, finally, I can get this research. <laughs> I think that's what she was stealing. I'm not sure, but it was a crystal. Yeah, it was the crystal with the with the. I'm pretty sure it was the crystal with the the uh, formula for the poison. Ah, yeah. I don't think it was the 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 thing. The thing. Martuf died because he was a. Oh right. I want to say Harsisis, but that's not that's what he was. That's not right, no. <laughs> what do they say next? But that's not... He was brainwashed into trying to kill people. Yes, whatever that thing is. He was that. Yes, and she wanted the research on that. Yeah. That's what she was trying to convince uh, the other Tok'ra to, to give her. And I don't think that that, is, that that was on the crystal that she got. Mm. That is also bad Tok'ra etiquette. Like, why wouldn't they share their research in case they got attacked and killed? Yeah, they were very bad at backups. Yeah, they're not archivists. <laughs> yeah, no, it seems very weird for the the secrecy. Like, I can understand it in the beginning that we don't really trust you guys. We don't know exactly how much we can we can tell you. Yeah, but by now you've been through quite a bit. You have Jacob there who can at least vouch for some of the humans. <laughs> and like it makes no sense not to share information. Do you have any notes on Daniel's mission, which is apparently what this episode is about? <laughs> um no. Me neither. Not apart from that he wasn't 
told everything he needed to know before they demanded an answer from him. Yeah. Well, it's pretty straightforward. He, like, goes there, subdues the servant, pretends to be the servant. Which, of course, is a little bit weird how he could believably play that servant. Yeah, he doesn't know how to pour tea. It's all very bad. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, he is supposed to know everything about the gold and their societies, but he was portrayed as an expert on the ancient Egyptian yeah. uh, stuff. You is ancient Chinese. That is an entirely different thing. Uh-huh. So I don't really... Pouring tea is an important thing in the ancient Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. It's an important thing in the modern Chinese culture too, but like tea ceremonies... You can insult someone hundreds of ways by not doing a tea ceremony correctly. And Daniel is supposed to do it just like that. Mm-hmm. Remember to pour from the right. No. That is a little reductionist. Like, yeah, remember to pour from the right. It's all that's important. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it. It's fine. Yeah, and I also feel like he needs to act like that servant, but he never observed how that servant acted no. at all before he took over. No. So you maybe you doesn't care about his servant at all and like doesn't notice how his personality like works or anything, but I feel like Daniel just acting like Daniel, but like in a subservient way wouldn't really. No, and I mean you talk to him like these are the people don't trust them. Like they had conversations. Yeah, he wasn't just a shadow. No, and yeah, it just feels like you should have noticed that something was off. Yeah. And then Osiris shows up, and I don't even remember her name. Is it Sarah? Yeah. So Daniel's ex-girlfriend is there. And he's like, yeah, I can't kill my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Which I understand. He yeah. He killed his wife. Yeah. I can see he doesn't want to do that again. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. He's lucky that, like, not everyone is going to get killed at the Toker base, because if they were all killed, and then he didn't accomplish his mission... And he just left, and everything would be lost. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, basically. My last note is, uh, yay, Sen gets to carry Elliot. <laughs> I just liked that there were, like, two men, but none of them, like, was like, I should carry him, blah, blah, blah. No. Sexism didn't go that far. Yeah, no. <laughs> it went far in other places, but not there. Yeah. All right. Do you have, like, an um, opinion on the grade for this? I'm not sure. I mean, I liked it. I feel it was more plot-heavy than character-driven. And I liked my stories character-driven. But, I mean, I I found it exciting to get to see all the ghouls in one place trying mm-hmm. to get along. Yeah. I mean, it, it's an important episode. Because this shows... The thing is, this is the beginning of a whole new arc in the in the show. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. I'm not really sure what I I'm not really sure what I think of the episode in itself. No. I wasn't like totally sucked in. No. But I wasn't like bored either. No. Yeah. Maybe a six? Yeah, maybe. We could do six. Cool. I wonder I look forward to the time when we actually go below five. I wonder if we ever will. I wonder if we're going to hate uh, uh, an episode so much that we go under five. Yeah, that is a good question. Hmm. 
I see. guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then um, we'll see you in a week. Yes. Mm-hmm.